Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Power. And if you don't hear, please let me know. This should be a better line. Oh.
He is God alone. Mm. Alone. Yes, Lord. Lord, we love you. We praise your name, Heavenly Father. God, we give you all the praise, all the glory.
You kept us here, Heavenly Father. We're on our jobs. Praising your name. We're blowing up sick programs. God, I thank you for the internet. I thank you for the telephone, the fax machine. I thank you, God, for everything you've given us to utilize. Expose these horrific crimes against humanity. Lord, I ask you if there's a T.I. suffering out there, let him put on a tape. Let him be blessed in some way. Or forgive him a sign, Holy Spirit, to not give up, to keep pushing on. That change is coming. It's a matter of time, but change is coming. God is a God that cannot lie. We live in history. All through history, demons have tried to take over the world, fool people, to deceive people act like they God, to put thoughts in people's heads. Diabolical program. Only countermeasure against this epitome of evil. We thank you, God. You have allowed this program to, to teach us you are the God above all gods, that you're the God of favor, that if it was not for your grace and mercy, we probably wouldn't be in the land of the living. And we give you praise and we thank you, God, that we have our destiny to meet the destiny that you created us for. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. Thank you for praying to your eyes. I thank you, God, for people, like-mindedness, <clears throat> that come to the same conclusion that I never met in my life, but they know one thing. The only way out this program is through God's almighty power. God, we dependent on you. We are your creations you put on this earth. Line us up, Lord. Let us be in the army of the Lord. If it's spiritual warfare, we, we got on our army clothes, Heavenly Father. We got on our gear. We're praying. We're doing what we can, living righteous. Trying. Clean us up to be the perfected the perfected person that you can use, Heavenly Father. God, we just thank you for the privilege of prayer. We ask you, God, to just for divine supernatural power, Heavenly Father, to come to come into our governing structures, to yank demons out of governance positions that are there for the specific purpose to do the work of Satan. God, we, we decree and declare they will be yanked out, they will be exposed. The blood of Jesus on our governing structures, the blood of Jesus on that judicial branch of government, the blood of Jesus on the executive branch, the blood of Jesus Jesus on the legislative branch of government. And every local level of power, from the executive branch on down, from the governor's office to the police department to the city council's office, the blood of Jesus. I ask you, God, to send warrior angels, Heavenly Father to turn every curse put on the United States governing structures to a blessing, to be lined up with the will of God, to be lined up with the Ten Commandments, to be lined up with everything the Bible has created for this earth. Actually, to bless those two lawsuits, Lord, open up the windows of heaven. Let those judges know that you are all sovereign and try to hurt me. They have a soul, too. God, I just give you all the praise and the glory. I thank you for bringing us through this week. Another week, Heavenly Father, you brought us through. 
We give you all the praise and the glory, and we thank you, God, for this weekend. We ask you, God, to continually direct our path, lead us which way to go, what to do, where to turn. I thank you, God, for the sister I have coming on tonight. I thank you, God, for the services she's offering to the TI community. I thank you, God, above all, that she's a praying person. Thank you, God, allowing praying people to be aware. Ask you to wake up people. They don't have you don't have to get injected in MS and 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 and, and cancer and this to under to see to see what is going on. Come against in the name of Jesus through the blood of Jesus that eugenic spirit. Thank you, God, for thank you, God, for our elders. I thank you, God, for covering my mother from. Thank you, God, for stopping whatever plot and plans the devil had. I thank you, God, for covering Miss Nadine, Amy's mother. I thank you, God. I ask you, God, to cover her, bless Anne's mother. Watch over her, Heavenly Father, in that facility. Cover her. I think my, my, my sister Serena says she has her mother. Bless that woman, Lord. Bless her mother in the name of Jesus. Watch over her, protect her. Become, not have to, to for the blood of Jesus to cover them, not be harmed by the sick eugenic program that goes after children and uh, elders. Women can't even have babies in peace. Blood of Jesus is against that demon. Give us the patience, Lord. Door and to do the work you have us do until you decide. this program. Thank you, God, for giving us knowledge and understanding that sometimes good God will allow evil for the betterment of humanity. Sometimes it just has to happen. That's the only time people wake up. When you're dealing with a demon spirit, it just goes on and on and on. It wasn't just the TIs. Now they, they, now, now they just, they're doing everybody. So if they didn't want to listen to us, they're going to have to listen now because they're going to have to look in somebody's face that's dying and they can't explain how. I have to deal with some type of plausible deniability in their lives. I used to say, if you don't listen, you will feel. God, I thank you for giving us a listening ear. God, to heighten our ears that we can hear more from you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. I praise you. I exalt you. I give you all the praise. All tonight, and, and my, my sister that's going to come on, lighten us and encourage TIs that may be out here and need encouragement or just to share her story, which was a blessing when I heard it. Bless my sister Amy, Lord. God, I give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to read scriptures, just three scriptures for strength, and then I'm going to turn it over. Amy, I'm going to have you give the um, uh, closing prayer so I can let Serena on, because I know she's not a a night person. Matthew 7, 7, Acts, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Psalms 107, 28 to 30, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, 
and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and he brought them to their desired haven. That's telling us. Peace be still. When he says it's over, it's over. Eugenics will not be here forever. It's gone too long. That's a curse. There's no other way that something like that evil can can be land on this earth, and nobody will touch it. Everybody turning their nose. Babies running around with cleft lip. And you have the research showing that when a mother's pregnant, you give her a certain injection or medicine, and they will, that will produce cleft lip babies with the research. And nobody touching it? Oh, that's a curse. That's a curse. You gonna watch babies harmed, and you gonna you gonna have research that shows that cleft lips were induced. Nobody does anything. There's no human rights office, no human research office, no human. Mm. Lord, thank you, God, that we know the 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 cure for the curse, turning it into a blessing, and only God can do that. But He He will He He has His creations here for us to do. All right, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. In the name of Jesus, I believe it from my soul to my core that this eugenics program is going to be stopped, and it was a chosen people that have this assignment. Let us direct our path. Let us accomplish this assignment. Give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name, amen. Also, I want to just mention, I want to start reading. I have the book here, The Wealth of the Wicked Will Be Transferred to the Righteous. The Wealth of the Wicked is Stored Up for Those That Have the Mind of Christ. The world's monetary system operates as a function of law as opposed to a function of value. Most act, behave, and believe as though our money has value, not knowing how negotiable instruments function in the law leaves the members of Christ's church weak. Scripture says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Since 1933, the New Deal and the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution provide the avenue for the church to take back control of their inheritance, both individually and collectively, the wealth of the world gathered by others. Founding Father John Adams stated, all the perplexities, confusion, and distress in America arise not from defects in their constitutional confederation, not from a want of honor or virtue, so much as downright ignorance of the nature of coin, credit, and circulation. Mm. This is called The Wealth of the Wicked, Stored for the Righteous. And um, I'm going to start reading that probably uh, Sunday night. So just wanted to run that by you guys. And uh, all right, we'll turn over Miss uh, Dr. Washington, Dr. Serena Washington, awesome uh, author, um Website designer, TI, testimonial uh, from victim to victory. And we just want to get a little bit about uh, her book. She wrote her book and uh, her little, her TI experience and the services she offers TIs. Go ahead, Serena. Thank you, Dr. Washington. Good evening, everyone. 
Dr. Dr. Washington. I want to say. I want to say good evening and uh, thank everyone for having me on tonight. I just want to tell you the name of my book is From Victim to Victor, Victorious. The subtitle is Scientists and Authority for Illegal Experiments in My Home. And at the bottom of my book, I have a chaotic conspiracy to push one word order, my true life testimony. The Can you just talk a little author, louder? Uh, uh, I would like to say that my book name, can you hear me now? Yes. Can, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I would like Amy, to say that. Amy, can you hear her clear? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I would like ahead. to say that my book name is from Victor. My book name is from Victor to Victorious. Abducted by scientists and authorities for illegal experiments in my home. And the bottom of my book says a chaotic conspiracy to push one word order, my true life testimony, the new COINTEL Pro, and that's by Dr. Serena Washington. I'm going to start off uh, with a little bit of my book, just telling you um, what did I learn about uh, the COINTEL Pro experience and how uh, we can get further help. Uh, definitely speaking with the Richmond County in California. Uh, I was reading up, and I, I want to read part of my book so I can get the representatives who represent uh, this kind of matter. We need God, Yahweh, everywhere. When we remove him from our lives, we also remove his protective hedge from around us. The enemy goal was to make me hate people and their children and convert me from love. These devices abused my children and told them to do things they should not be doing. They are in our phones, computers, cars, TVs, hospitals, computers and police cars following you, etc. They have been approved and was being organized by the FDA uh, when George Bush was in it starting in 2014, but it was way before that um, when they started to pretend like we were terrorists in the nation, which they was already committing these crimes. Personally, I think it has been longer than that. It is wonder why Representative Cynthia McKenzie was set up to lose in the last election, given that she was the drilling force behind the HR. 1026. There was much anticipation prior to the U.S. Congress reconvening for the 2017, 2007 year that Cynthia McKenzie attempted to reopen the church committee hearing under the House Resolution 1026, would lead to a new investigation began in the 1970s. By then, and we all know that it was the Iowa Senator Frank Church into the into the U.S. intelligence community of illegal cartel tactics since attacks on 9/11 and passage of the FESA. I think that's what they're talking about now, Patriots Act. However, McKenzie was involved in the situation with a security guard in which he claimed that she shoved him while attempting to enter a Washington, D.C. building. 
The situation seems to be done deliberately to destroy McKenzie's chances to at re-election and the strong possibility for the first time in three decades, agencies like the FBI will finally be held accountable for their outrageous violations of the U.S. Constitution and the civil rights of American citizens. Interestingly enough, however not surprising, was the fact that once McKenzie was out of the picture, Congress immediately moved to take the H.R. 1026 off the House floor for consideration, leaving the FBI, the NSA, and CIA, and DHS to continue perpetrating the same criminal violations against mere Americans that these agencies have been committed for decades. And uh, that was in um, with the conversation that we had earlier about uh, the Richmond County how it was playing like that, the uh, judicial system was playing like it was never talked about and never on the records, which it was on the record. So I want to go straight into the character assassination. Uh, we know that the uh, brain to skull is definitely to have an individual believing that they're hearing uh, other individuals talk to them. But in my book, I explained to them how I knew that I wasn't going crazy and that I didn't need to be in an institution because they were talking to me about all political matters. The first matter was they wanted me to, was telling me to vote for gay rights. And when I would say that I wasn't voting for gay rights, they would choke me around my neck with a device where I couldn't breathe. I wake up out the bed not being able to breathe, trying to catch my breath because they would be choking me, trying to intimidate me to vote for gay rights. After that, they were telling me that they was going to have a law where older people can marry young children. And I was saying that I wasn't going to vote for that law either. So because I wouldn't uh, side with them on their political matters, they started a political campaign against me to assassinate my character first to make so individuals wouldn't receive the words that I was giving them. They also was trying to play like I was um, racist against my own race, like I didn't like the black community because I wasn't um, following the democratic order because I thought that it was going on another turn, not on uh, the terms of everybody being equal no matter what color it was, and that we shouldn't be looking to fight individuals, but we should be looking to get peace like they did back in the days with Web the Boat and uh, Rosa Parks and all other individuals who did it the right way so they didn't have to turn around once they got to Washington Step or once they got uh, the politicians to hear what they were saying while laws were changed. So uh, my main factor of the situations I went through was uh, definitely supremacy. And I saw that with the supremacy that we go through in America with the white supremacy that they always hire uh, African Americans and, and any other culture that's willing to accept the jobs and the assignments that they put on uh, activists that can really move, change, and pray uh, situations through for American, uh, African American community, but also for all nations of America 
it don't matter what color they are. We're trying to make sure the rules are put in place, back in place, but making sure that the laws implement all of us so that we all can sit down and listen to the laws that they're passing for us as African-American nation to be free, definitely completely free from slavery because I figured out that this is a slavery technology because the slavery, tech, the slavery technology would always try to electrocute me, shock me, rape me, or whatever it can do to me. Then it would ask me questions like, what did I say that I would do to them to try to make it seem like I was violent? But I understood it was a submission uh, device would, would make me become more at ease knowing that it was being perpetrated by or done to me by people in authority and citizens around me. So they wanted me to get comfortable and the heinous acts that they were doing to me and my children. So that's how I real I start thinking this is slavery because they wouldn't let me get a job. They wouldn't let, they held the, I went to fill out food stamps, and I hate to do that, but they held the food stamps for six to nine months. So me and my kids, so it could look like I was a mother that couldn't take care of my kids because uh, when they first started with me again, because this wasn't the first time, but in 2007, they started with me by um, doing voice to skull and remote um, technology where they made me, they took over my body and had me doing things that they wanted me to do, which was voice command. And also um, what I noticed is that they always implement drugs or something so they can discredit you. So they try to come through and just they believe that individuals not going to listen to you. I was a stay-at-home mom with my children. I was married to my husband, which was a truck driver, and I was going to church every Sunday bringing my children to church to Awana every Tuesday or Wednesday. It was Wednesdays, and I was going to my children's school every day, interacting with them, the students, the cafeteria workers, and the teachers. From that point, when they got ready to sabotage again, um, they they came in my house. They first started coming in my house, and my door started being unlocked. And then someone cut the wire off of my front door because I always put an alarm on my house and I moved somewhere. So they cut the alarm from there. So I went to cut the alarm on, but the front door wasn't working. I called the security company, and the security company never came out. They just left my door unlocked. And so from that point, um, through that time, because I know that I'm going through a legal lawsuit with them for what they did me, I'm not going to say everything they did because they always find a way to listen and plan how to go around what you're going to do. So. Uh, I don't put everything that, I, that I'm putting on there, but to make a long story short, they wanted me to look like a prostitute. They wanted me to look like a bad mother. Um, they put all of these character assassination tactics on me before they came after me. When they came after me, they threw me in the program. They beat me every day. I used to wake up with fingerprints on my leg as though somebody came in my house and was having sex with me or whatever, and my husband would ask me, where did those fingerprints come from on my leg? And nobody wasn't living with me. at the, Nobody was living with me. It was me and my kids living in the house. So I would have fingerprints on my leg. Um, from that point of having fingerprints on my leg, I also uh, would be like into a deep, deep sleep. My back door would be open, unlocked. I'll wake up some nights 
and my garage door would be open where my car was where me and my kids would be laying out. But I never thought no one had my garage door key, so I thought I was the one who was leaving my door uh, my garage up. I thought I was the one who was leaving my door unlocked, and then I started finding, like, dead rats. Somebody will take a dead rat and put in my shoe. And so after that, for the voice of scholar, they started telling me that I was a rat. They started telling me I was a traitor. Um, they they uh, let some kind of device down on top of my house that locked on to the top of my house. I heard it. They dropped it from the helicopter while I was sitting in my house. It fell on my roof, and I heard it lock on the roof. Not just that. Um, I caught a bad toothache while I was there at my house. A toothache, I went to the dentist. The dentist told me come back tomorrow. A man came to the dentist uh to the dentist office and he tried to shoot something in my gums through a needle when he tried to shoot it in my gums through my through a needle it popped out he didn't get it all the way in so i i i felt something else so when i got home i kept feeling it and feeling i didn't want to mess with it so one day i put the mirror up and i took a razor blade and i cut the top of the gum where it was and when i pulled it out it was like a clear like a thick uh, silicone, but it was clear like plastic, like a thick, thick plastic. And it had a whole bunch of wires in it, like a whole lot of wires. You could see a whole lot of wires. But the thing that uh, scared me is when I tried to put the light from the lamp on it, it, melt, it melted on my hand. So it made me understand that they was going to be saying that individuals chipped um, or whatever it may be. And when you go to look when the Authority go to look for the chip. The chip is gonna melt. It's not a real chip. They don't. They're just showing you that chip with the glass on it that looks like the size of the rice, so that they can fool everybody and make people think that that's what they should be looking for. But that's not what they should be looking for. The devices that they're looking for now it melts under heat, so they know exactly what they're doing. They know once authority figures and scientists whoever be hired to look for this particular device. They know that it's going to melt away, so it's not going to be no evidence. And it's also brains to, uh, to skull. It's also voice to skull, and it's also EEG where it gives you commands and take over your body, and it tells you what to do and how to do it. So uh, that's my book. Um, that's what I wrote about. I also have an incident where they, um, in order for them to put me into the program, they had to divorce me from my husband. So because my husband wouldn't leave me with all the stuff that they was doing, they, they they had me to be angry with my husband, file for the divorce, and I filed for the divorce. That My husband was waiting to go back to court. They never let us go back to court. They sent me a paper and sent him a paper. My husband had signed. He was going to give me $600 a week until we go to court to talk about the marriage. And when we... Um, when they sent the papers, they just sent the papers to us back saying that we was divorced with the money X off. They took the truck that I had. I had a, um, it was 2007, 2008, so I had like a 2008 Chevy Equinox. They took the truck away from me, and they sent me by my mama here in Houston off of Green's, uh, Green's Parkway on the north side where the green or green mall is at on language drive in this place is like an experimental place everybody in the place get experimented on so once they locked me in that place 
That's when they started torturing me more, raping me uh, with the device. They started electrocuting me. They started making my hair come out. They started telling me who was going to believe me. They started questioning me in a way to see if I would, if I knew who was doing it to me so they could use that in court. Because what I see from this uh, experiment is that the only thing they go before you in court, they're trying to figure out what you're thinking about, how you think about explaining what happened to you. And once you do that, then they set the motion on how to make you look like you're incompetent or how to make you look like you need to be in a psychiatric ward or how to make you look like you're delusional. Hello? I'm talking. Hello? I'm, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm like, can you hear me? Yeah, but yeah, I heard everything. My my question is, did it begin when you went to the dentist's office, or was it happening before the dental visit? Because that that's another trend. When they start telling you to come back, when you go for an appointment, you're supposed to run up and get your appointment, you know, preferably without even an appointment. But when they told you to come back, that was kind of once you've been in this program, you know anybody tell you to come back for any type of medical exam. <laughs> The hit is on. You don't come back. But but my question is, was it before that or, or well, was that the beginning? Started when I was, mine started when I was younger, kind of like uh, Amy was talking about through her family bloodline. Um, a situation happened with my brother when I was young where they sent a guy to my brother, which um, first the guy came to me and he to talk to his brother. And I told him that I didn't want, why were you going to come to me to talk to your brother? So then him and his brother, they was trying to get to me to get to my brother, to get close to my brother. So then the brother, uh, the, his brother with my brother, and they sent my brother to jail, uh, which they wasn't after my brother. They was trying to get to a guy that my brother was talking to. And because my brother didn't want to tell him anything about the guy that they wanted, my brother a long uh, sentence in jail just because he wouldn't tell him something about somebody he didn't know. So from that point, um, they did the same thing for me. I pulled up in a car with a guy. They tried to sit. They put guns in my face uh, right after they did that to my brother. They had on black and they had on black gloves. And they put the gloves to my, the guns to my face. They brought me to jail, but the judge uh, rejected charges they were trying to put on me. They did the same thing to my daughter. They threw weed at the school. My daughter went for student council, and they threw had somebody throw weed in my daughter's purse. When they threw the weed in my daughter, my daughter called me to the school. The little girl admitted to the counselor that she did it. My daughter didn't know nothing about it. So God gave me strategy to have the counselor to write, had me to write it down. They have the counselor to sign a paper stating that from her and that she signed off on it. And so that's how my daughter beat that uh, situation, but they was trying to uh, put weed on my daughter at the same time. Um, my daughter had a car accident, so they ran into my daughter. They how, ran how into old, her how, my how daughter old was she? only like seven. 
my daughter was only like 17, but they had been started with my daughter since she was like 12 or 13, stating that once you make 13, you're in control of your own sins and, you know, trying to play religious. And so uh, now my daughter so, is your daughter and, and your, your because uh, Amy's going to do a thing on um, the dynamics of uh, putting an entire family into human research experiments. So is that your contention that your entire yes. family was to human research experimentation? Yes. yes. Wow. My family, they went to my cousin and they asked my cousin, one of the guys in jail. Uh, but before that, uh, my daughter's stomach was hurting. They was hurting my daughter's stomach, like twisting it up with pain, and she was screaming in my face. I brought her to the hospital like two times from that. Uh, my son, they made his heart beat fast, uh, had him with tears coming out of his eye. I had to bring him to the hospital. They was asking me about, did my kids have insurance? When, Ob when Obamacare was coming out, they were saying, do I, do I have insurance at the experiment house that they brought me to? So in order to... Say I didn't have insurance. They had my mama to kick me out the house. She kicked me out the house. I went to a shelter. When I went to the shelter, she no, not your mom, not your mother. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot to say about that. When I went to the shelter, from the shelter, they made my son heart start beating rapidly. My youngest son, his name is Teen, they made his heart start beating rapidly and made tears come out his eyes, so I had to bring him to the hospital, but I knew nothing was wrong They was doing it. When I got into the hospital and they asked me, did my kids have uh, medicine? Let me just want to interject. Yeah, they, they will inflict pain on you so you can take your loved one to the hospital. Yep. That's that's, a, that, that's radiation weapons. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. Yes, and so uh, once they asked my son, did he? They asked me, did I have Medicaid? Medicaid. I told him no. My son started running around the hospital, uh, playing. So that's how I knew. Um, next, they had my. They did the same thing with my brother. Had lights following him around, and uh, like drone, like uh, you know, had my brother feeling sick sometimes. Uh, my brother wires caught a fire in his house, like everybody else. They trying to part who they trying to oppress. They had a man to wreck my brother here in, in uh, Houston when he came to get a car um, and tried to say he didn't have insurance on his car, so they tried to take all my brother's money from him, tried to make him pay cash for the Toyota because they were fussing over the Toyota company then of who should pay for all the accidents that, that, that was happening through the Toyota car, but they ran into my brother. Uh, my cousin, they Quinn. They called him and asked him, one of the guys in jail called and asked him, could he set up three people so that he can get him out? When my cousin said no, they destroyed my whole cousin house. My husband, my cousin not married no more, his wife gone, his children gone, and his youngest boy just started coming to see him again, all from saying no to the experimental projects to set up people to get out of jail. Mm. 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 Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Wow. No, no, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. So, wow. Um, so where's your mom now? Well, my mom is living in um in her apartment, but they went to my mom with all kind of lying to my mom. 
Uh, when I went, but my mother called me from Arkansas to come to her house saying she had a heart attack. When I came, they sent me pictures and everything saying she had a heart attack. When I finally got to Houston because they were saying she had a heart attack, uh, when I went outside, the guy robbed me, put a pulled a gun out and robbed me at a spot where they had the hexagon at and 666 on the wall like a sacrifice. I got the pictures on my phone as well. They tried to paint over the wall and hide it before the police came. Wait a minute. Somebody, somebody, somebody called you, told you to come down to Houston because your mother had a heart attack. And when you got there, somebody was planted there to rob you? My, they called and told me my mother had a heart attack. My mother was in the hospital. I talked to the man. He said my mama had a heart attack. I talked to the doctor. So my son was at the hospital. My youngest son was at the hospital. My mama, he said, Mama, you need to come up here. But I didn't want to come because every time I come by my mama's house, they set me up in another set-up situation. Like, every time I'm about to go higher and whatever I'm doing, they're going to find a way to get me back by my mama's house. So once they get me back by my mama's house, they start their assassination program, and they start following me around and they start lying, saying I'm doing stuff and trying to suppress me from making money and telling lies and just going all around Houston, telling people what they want people to know because they want to look like the ones that's helping the people, but they're not. They're the ones that's putting the people in the program. And so um, I got by my mama house, and I got by my mama house. The, the, the time before I went by my mama, when they had these um, – the time before when I went with my mama, when she called me back to come by her in 2015, I came down there. I was down here in 2016. They drew some um, a diamond on the wall. They drew six six. They drew six 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 on the wall. They drew a drew a hexagon on the wall, and they put Hoover gang some stuff like that on the wall with the names of the gang or uh, the hexagons. And but when the lady called the police. The apartment complex, hurry up and paint it over, um, over the sacrifice altar because it was an altar that they drew on the wall, and the altar was put on the wall for when I when they called me back to come by my mama this time, I was coming by my mama because she was supposed to be hurting, but that's not their plan. They had a chair outside that looked like a pedestal, like on Mary J. Blige's stone. And when I got to the place, I told them I'm going to get some water. When I walked outside to go get the water, I saw the guy standing by the tree. The guy ran up on me, grabbed my purse right by the altar that they had. Because he could have been came out, but he waited till I got outside to where the altar was lined up with the altar. When I got right there, he started jacking my purse from me. And when I didn't want to give him my purse, he cocked the gun, which he was going to take the purse and shoot me anyway because he had his gun on him. So when he pulled the gun out on me and tried to cock the gun out on me, I took the gun. I was wrestling with him, and I turned the gun to his stomach because he had it in my, in my stomach, like shoving it in my stomach. So I turned it back around on him and shoved it back in his stomach. So while we was both fighting out there, who we was sitting in the car, which I didn't know a dude was in the car because he was already out the car. When I saw the dude trying to duck down around the car and come run up on me, so because we was wrestling, they had to hurry up and jump in the car and pull on. Mm, mm, but they were mm. planning to shoot me right there. They were so let me ask right you. Right to shoot you? 
Yeah, he pulled his gun out on me and cocked me. He robbed me. He was robbing me, and he was going to shoot me right there by the altar. But because we started struggling, and I heard the gun click. When I heard the gun click, I grabbed it, and I turned it to him. And when I turned the gun I'm, to him, we started, huh? I know that's right. No, I heard the gun click. He cocked the gun on me. When he cocked the gun on me, I said, this fool didn't cock the I'm saying to myself, he didn't cock the gun out on me. And so he tried to push it in my stomach after he cocked it. And when he pushed in my stomach, I twisted around back and pushed it in his stomach. So his friends, he starts, I don't know what he said, but his friend came out the car and a friend tried to come and join him. But the way that God had it set up, because we were suffering so long and wrestling so long, he, when the friend came, he just hurried up and grabbed him and ran back to the car and they pulled off. Mm, mm, mm. That was God's grace and mercy, girl. They could have taken you out right then and there. So let me just say, when when would you say, all right, could you just real quick, what do you mean by you think your whole family was in this? Or can you say when did it start escalate with you? It started escalating with my brother. Let me just ask you. Go ahead. Go ahead. It started with my brother. And because my brother and them got a lawyer, my mama husband got a lawyer for my brother, and my brother and the lawyer beat the the police who was trying to set my brother and them up. When the lawyer came, he was a lawyer from New Orleans. When he beat the police, it's like every time you win with them, they never give up. They just try to find another way to get at you. And so they just kept messing with my brother, and they wanted this other guy and they didn't really want the other guy. They wanted the other guy, uncle. So they were just all through the bloodline. So when they came, they came to me because me and my brother was close. And they sent the dude that was living in our neighborhood to me to hook me up with his family member. Now, when I told him I didn't want to talk to the family member, he in return had to go tell them that I said no, but once you're dealing with the FBI and they know that you have information on them, they're always going to be watching you. It's something that I know. So once he told them that I said no, they went behind my they went behind me double back and sent him to my brother. After they sent, brought my brother to jail because I knew they had to mess up my reputation, then they came after me with the black gloves on, the black clothes. And they put the guns to my head, took me to jail. When they took me to jail, the judges rejected all the charges. So that's a thing that they was mad for. I started working for the judge and filing the papers at the judge uh, office. So they took point, you. They, they, wait a minute. They took you to jail. Was that for the jaywalking? No, that was another time. That's what I'm telling you. Um, mm. This was the first time when they were trying to mess up my name to put me in their program after I knew what they were trying to do my brother. So they had to mess mm. my name up in order to, if I ever try to say what they did my brother, they would say, you you know, you're not credible anyway. So um, what they did with me with the jaywalking was, that was, I was trying to tell you a little bit about the bloodline. So they started with me. Once they started with me, 
they like started with all my cousins from my cousins from the ones who live in the house. From that point, they went after my daughter. They went after my nephew. They kept getting guys to set mm. my nephew up the same way they would set, try to set me up, the same way they tried to set my daughter up, and the same way they tried to set my cousin up. It just kept going through our bloodline. And so um, the part that you was asking me about is when they shot me in Jacksonville is when after they, they divorced me from my husband, sent me to my mama house. At my mama house for six to nine months, the whole school year, they wouldn't give me no assistance from the government. They cut all the assistance off. From there, I left, and I, when I was at my mama house, they were telling me, let them write my book. But I didn't know nothing about a book. I didn't even know I was going to write a book. But they knew I was going to write a book. So they were telling me to write a will because their plans was for me to write a will, put my children in a will, um, take my children, and put them in some kind of foster home so they can get deduct the money from the foster home. So they couldn't do it. And so from that point, um, they already knew that I was going to write the, um, the book because they told me about the book way before I left. So when I got to Arkansas, I got a job. I started working. They called us. When I went to the place and I was leaving the place, I saw the police going to the place and I was leaving that day when I filled out the application. He then told me on Voice of Saul that I'm only going to let you work for a month. That's it. And after that month, you're not going to work no more. After that, while I was sitting at my house. When you said they told, they told you this through V2K? Yeah. Yes. They talked mm. to me through V2K and threatened me and tell me exactly what they're going to do to my life, and that's exactly what they do. He asked me who's supposed to stop him. Can't nobody stop him. He told me, do I feel helpless and hopeless? I said, no. He told me, um... Do you, do you, so would you say this is a bona fide psychiatrist, psychologist, or just a bottom bucket person that's getting paid? Or does this person have the literal expertise to try to drive a person crazy? Um, I wanted to say a little something, uh, before, before this so that I don't forget. That when I got okay. to uh, when I got to Jacksonville, I was in the house. Me and my kids. They would come around my house all the time. They would go slow, and he told me I'm about to kill you, your cousin, and your brother at the same time. That day, uh, the girlfriends was just that day. Both of the girlfriends was calling the police on my brother and on my cousin. And my cousin wound up going to jail and doing two years. And my brother didn't go, so they kept trying to set my brother up to see how to get my brother off the street from uh, helping people because my brother would help people. He would buy, like, women and children, help the women with their children, buying them clothes, bringing them football practice, just doing everything that he could do because he didn't have that chance uh, back then. So he was trying to get in a life to keep them away from all the other stuff, cause, like the same work that I do. And so uh, if you ask me, is this expert that's doing this? I know that it's experts that's behind this, but I also know that they work with syllabus and it's patterns that they use. Like if you look at it, they're going to try to bring you in the same pattern. So the program is set up by private businesses, first of all, and also by the government who's trying to take their hands off because they feel if they take their hands off and then put it, in the hands of the citizens that they won't have to pay because, you know, the federal government is 
is doing the research and bringing other people from other countries to research on American citizens trying to make us feel vulnerable, like trying to hand us over to other people from other countries. So it's not just uh, regular people doing it. It's regular people that have been trained with a syllabus on how to do it. Uh, every time I wanted to go. Oh, okay. You're saying they have a script. There's a script. It's a script. It's a syllabus. And in the syllabus, right. in the script, whenever, you about, whenever you're about to get a job, they train to try to bring up false charges on you to make you not want to go get the job. And the, the device that they're using, I don't know if you know Dr. Francis, who worked in Washington, D.C. with Obama and his administration, they said that this device is supposed to help people get government jobs or not get government jobs. So they call themselves questioning you in your mind while you're talking to them. Which they're not going to call it questioning. They're going to call it interrogation, like an uh, interrogation interview, like if you're trying to do uh, harm in a government or you're trying to get in a government job for that. But that's not why they're using it. They're trying to keep all the good people out of the government because they know Yahshua say that the government is going to be on his shoulder. So they're trying to keep all the good people out of the government. And keep the so, bad, the wicked people in the world. Right, right. So let me ask you, what what do you think they they have in you? Is it a a chip, a, a microchip, or are they just doing well, this mine, through race frequency? Mine is mostly EEG. Mine mostly EEG and uh, radiation. But the most uh, the most horrible part was the voice to skull. Well, you had to listen to them tell you how they was going to set you up, who was going to do it, and see them play it out. So that's why I say most of these events right. that's happening. So how, would, would you say that's a microchip or they did that through radiation through the, uh, like, the airwaves, microwaves or wireless devices? How did, how did they get the voices? It's the airwaves because everywhere I go, they always go with the uh, trucks and go by the wires. And you know that most of the talking is done by wires. And so uh, wherever you go, like when I went in Jacksonville, they went across the street from my house, and they had the phone company to mess with the wires. Uh, in Houston, they had the phone companies to go up and mess with those, like the power or the phone companies, they'll go mess with the wires. So most of the activities is done over the wire or however, wherever they ask it, for instance, they have uh, in that building, they already have the voice to solve very active in there. So however they can talk to you, they're talking to you through the airwaves. And through the mm. airwaves, they're talking to you, they're talking to you with the radiation in which they lock on to you because it's a targeted program because they target individuals and they watch them everywhere that they go. And they hit you with uh, radiation. Uh, they were pulling on my nipples and playing with my private areas with the device. It was rubbing on my leg. Mm. It feel like somebody was rubbing in my leg. Feel like somebody was rubbing in my hair. They were telling them to tell the people that I had cancer. They had already dictated how they was gonna say I got sick. So they was trying to they gave them the order to say that I had cancer. That's how I know that I never had no cancer. Because they dictate how they're gonna say that you're sick. So they can actually get to your medical records and everything. Yeah. Wow. 
Now, could you tell me about the divine uh, U-turn when you wrote your book? Um, what does he, when, what, you know, what led you to writing a book? What led me to writing a book is God kept telling me to write a book in 2008. But the book wasn't about that. It was about, I was going to church, like I explained to you, and the book was just about uh, married couples who was going to be separated. And in the midst of them getting separated, they was going to have to learn how to get along for the children's sake. So that's what we was learning in our church about how, you know, people was winding up getting divorced. So I wound up in my divorce, so I was going to write about it. I didn't write about it. I kept going. So as I kept going, I told you I left my mother's house, got to Jacksonville. Uh, at the moment when my company started going, uh, a man was going to give me, I was going to a church, a Methodist church in Jacksonville, and they was helping me a lot, and I was working with a guy. And um, the guy used to be the chef for Bill Clinton, the one that I was working with. And he was helping me a lot, showing me how to be a chef and different stuff like that. And the police was following me there. So one day, because the police could never catch me, they couldn't stop me from going to church because it was a a, a mixed-race church. So it wasn't just one color. So it was people that would listen to what you say without feeling scared or feeling like uh, if they try to help you or assist you, then they're going to come after them and there's nothing they can do and they come after them. So they shot me. Uh, they tased me in the street in the front of my children. When they tased me in the street in the front of my children, um, I the same thing like when the dude shot me, I ripped the thing out of my chest. and But I ripped the thing out of my chest and I was asking him if he trying to kill me because it looked like he was trying to kill me because he shot me right by my heart. And he started pulling the thing. So my daughter was on the ground. Huh? No, no, I said, mm. mm. Yeah, my daughter was on the ground screaming. And my children was um, my boys and his coach, because they had a coach that they won all trophies from in Jacksonville. His name was Mr. Gray. And he was working closely with my children for football and stuff and basketball. Team was in basketball, Michael's in football. He was working close with them so they can do what they needed to do for sports. So he pulled up out there, and the police was out there, and they had a black cop out there. The black cop pulled up almost last. When a black cop pulled up after, uh, before he shot me in my chest, I was trying, the black cop said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what you saying? What you trying to say? And when I went to tell a black cop what was going on, they shot me. And so when he, when he shot me with the taser, he kept shooting me. He like shot me like three times with it. And then he said he was going to load another one. When he went to go load another one, that's when I turned around to him and asked him, was he trying to kill me? But I ripped the thing out of my chest. And so um, they brought me to jail. Mm. Once they brought, When they brought me to jail, I was telling him that I know that I didn't do nothing because I was walking. They stopped pulling me over walking. They pulled me over in the street, called me to the street to tell me that I walk in the street, which I wasn't walking the street because he called me to the street, but they were setting me up for the next street where they had trees on the sidewalk that they knew I couldn't walk on that sidewalk with the car right there, too. So the police drove slow and waited till I got by the trees, and then he drove up, turned around, and he cut his mic off. 
when he cut his mic off, he started harassing me in my ear, telling me, give me that ID, give me that ID, give me that ID, scream, scream, scream in my ear. But they knew that they were screaming at me already in the house. So they knew how my nerves was. So he was screaming, screaming, screaming in my ear. And once he felt that he riled my nerves up, he cut his microphone back on. When he cut his microphone on, that's when everything happened. So when he was putting me in the car, I said, I know either way where the went, y'all have brought me to jail anyway because y'all had to bring me to jail because there was a contract. So I know that y'all was going to bring me to jail. So when I got out of jail, the head of the NAACP, the head of the NAACP came and they found me and they got me two lawyers. So they got me two white lawyers along with the uh, man, Mr. Rizal, who was working with me and my children. He was working close with us. So when he got us, so when the head of the NAACP saw it, he said, none of this don't make no sense. This case, don't, this don't make no sense why they will shoot you in the middle of the street. So he said, we're going to help you out and we're going to get you some lawyers. When I got my lawyer, I like had the best lawyer. He understood everything I was going through. So, and the and the did they, did they get you get you did they get you any money for the damages they've caused you and your family? That's what I'm trying. I'm, that's what I'm about to tell you because the first charge they gave me was jaywalking, like they did Cynthia McKenzie. Once they gave me jaywalking, we got the court. They dropped it down to a lesser charge of disturbing the peace and not submitting to the police. When that happened, my lawyer told me, "Don't worry about that because." They're going to try to put something on your record anyway. We need to make sure that we sue them and get money because as long as they have all this money, they're going to keep being able to do people what they're doing. But that's why they're trying to make more money now. Everybody needs to continue to sue them in civil court so that they can get the money out of their hands so they can no longer have that kind of power to be walking around doing people what they want to. And so in the court... Uh, they gave me $10,000. It was supposed to be 40000 but they said that was trying to use the experimental thing and said that I was crazy. They was trying to say that something was wrong with me. I was insane or something because I was laughing when they saw me in the thing. But he had shot me in my chest, and I was saying, do you think that God's going to let him get away with this? Because you're not going to get away with this the way that you got away with it, with all other stuff. So... When they arrested me in, in Jackson, wait a minute. What did your lawyer? Wait a minute. What did your lawyer say about them going from forty thousand to ten? My lawyer said that I told you he said to just take the money. But why not forty thousand? That's what I was telling. Him. They said that they said that they had recordings that I was laughing at the jail, but I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing because they thought they was going to shoot me and get away with it. So I was saying, do they really think that they, I'm thinking in my mind, like, I can't believe that they just shot me walking. So I'm saying, do you really think you're going to get away with shooting me and just and just drop it under the rug and nobody go to court and nobody show up in court because I'm going to show up in court. But when they brought me in the jail cell, they started with the voice of God. They started asking me questions about my brother. And so... Um, I know that was the main reason why they took me in the jail. So they was going to try to make me say what they want me to say about my brother. And I told them that I kept, every time they try to make me say something about my brother, I would tell them that they was lying. So they called themselves trying to put me in the jail like they did Sandra Blaine and all the rest of them when they, when they get in the jail. But when I got 
when the people shot me and brought me into the jail in Jacksonville, they had another black police. And when I got in there, he said, your name's Serena Washington, huh? I said, yeah. He said, he started shaking his head like, that's the same. They weren't going to stop. So it was one black police who came out there. When it got time for me to go to trial with Jacksonville police, that black police was moved out of that priest and they moved to another priest. And he wasn't there no more. They said, he not here no more. The one that I asked him for, I said, well, where's the black police? I was telling him, asking, where's the black police who was there? When I was trying to talk to him, they stopped me. They said, he's not here no more. They moved him. And before that, I have papers before I have... I have papers before that where I called the police where they tried to run over me and my children. They tried to run. The police car tried to run over me and my children when we were leaving the school. And they used to cut the street lights off on me when I walked. Like, as I walked, they'll cut one light off, then the next light off, then the next light off as I walk. So I have, I have a report made from another black cop who they didn't want to come out and do the report. The chief was supposed to come out, but he never showed up. So the guy wrote the report how they tried to run over me. And another uh, white cop, her name was Miss Christie, they was cutting my credit cards off on me to make my children think that I couldn't buy them food or nothing and couldn't get them nothing to eat. So she wrote it up as harassment. So they never brought none of this up in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. To prove that they were already harassing me because I would have got more money than that if, if they would have put all of that in there. Definitely. And just for going to jail under false arrest, you're supposed to get paid. Yeah, but not only that, for him shooting me. You know that I was on the news. I was all over the news in, in did you save any copies of those news? What is what was it? What did they have you on the news for? They was pretty much showing the people how I ripped the thing out of my chest. How you what? They were showing them how the, they were showing them how the police was harassing me. First, they were showing them how the police was harassing me and how I was how I was asking the police what I'm going to jail for, and then they showed uh, the police tasing me and they showed me ripping the pays out my chest. Then they hurry up and took the video down. Your lawyer was supposed to subpoena a copy of that. But a video presented to- I got a copy of I got I got a copy of both of them. Why didn't you give the did you have a jury trial or you just got you just settled? I got a judge. I had a judge. Oh, okay, you got a settlement. Yeah, the judge, the judge listened to the case, and my kids, what, the, what my lawyer did was turn on the video and let the judge hear how my kids was crying while the police was trying to shoot me, trying to kill me in the street. Yeah, but, but $10,000, I just can't see it. What kind of lawyer is this going to get you 10000 That was some serious crime. I don't know. That's what he got. That's what I got. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. And then they told me they told me don't put how much of money that they, that I got. And I was saying that would may not make sense for people to be thinking I got a lot of money and be trying to come after me and the or they only gave me ten thousand dollars. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous.
And I didn't even get ten thousand. I got like five, four thousand, five thousand. I could income tax check because I had to pay for all the paperwork that they had to do. No. Yes. No, you didn't have a good lawyer, girl. You did not have a good lawyer. Mm-mm. Wow, they're just exploiting. I mean, this is this is pure exploitation. Wow. So now, okay. So now, your book. What do you What do you emphasize in your book? Tell us a little bit about your book. I emphasize. I start off with uh, individuals like myself of how we born into the earth and we don't know who we are, um, and that God have a plan for us. He He want us to be used for Him and by Him to break the do Ephesians five eleven, and that's to expose the system. So. I went all the way back to my brother and how it all has been a systematic structure that was trying to erect itself over me for how God kept delivering me from the systematic structure that's still trying to erect itself over my brother now. So it's just, um, it's a plan from God that they didn't know was a plan when they was doing it, but it's a plan just like the uh, targeted individuals. It's a plan for us to break the system down so that they cannot do this again because we don't have to go through no trial and no case and all that stuff and research when they do hear us because Bill Clinton did this already and they went through research and they found out that they had to pay people for illegal and experiment on them, non-consensual, and the government just can't pick you to experiment on you to torture you, threaten you, rape you. That's not no kind of experiment that'll help nobody. So they got to compensate people for that. So we don't have to wait years and decades for them to pay us so we get old, like the Tzatziki experiments with the syphilis and all that, because this has already been determined when Bill Clinton was in there, that people are entitled to a compensation. So how do you plan? Uh, are you doing something to get compensated? Uh, because I as I know, go ahead. And only the only eugenics compensation board is out of North Carolina, and they they they're trying to just keep it to sterilizations, and it's definitely more than sterilizations. Well, I've signed some uh, other with some other groups that's doing that's that's doing for this that's going on because we all know that this is uh weapon warfare that we're in the one by my mama house they were saying that we're doing chemical warfare on them because uh my at my mama house they would wait till it get nighttime and they would spray chemicals in our unit to where we would have to inhale this stuff all night when we wake up in the morning me and my son would be coughing up and throwing up blood, but they'll be spraying all of this yeah. stuff in the in the air condition saying and on a voice of store they'll be saying we're doing chemical warfare. So that's how I know they were planning on doing chemical warfare in America. Um not only that, um with the chemical warfare that they were doing, they just was like uh raping us. So I signed paperwork with other companies that's suing them for compensation because we know that this is a program and we know that this is paper. The bad thing about it is most of the individuals, they lied and said we were terrorists. They lied and said we were criminals. 
and they have paperwork to go along with that. So with the paperwork that they have to go along with it, they also have individuals who sign their name into these programs so they can get paid while they, you know that these people go up levels after so many years. Like if they put a person on me and this person work, try to work a route on me uh, to set me up to go to jail, they move up different levels from people going to jail to move up different levels, watching people in their households. You understand that, right? Mhm. I've I've heard of this. So I've heard of that. If they move up different levels, they be in these little low income communities, setting up all these people and experimenting on all these people, and getting paid money from these private corporations who have just kidnapped people and brought them all like trafficking, like Donald President Donald Trump signed that trafficking law. They're breaking up marriages and dragging children and women off and men off to these experimental places, parking them, raping them, selling the, the tapes to people. They had one guy that I saw, he was in front of the TV rubbing Vaseline all on himself and doing all kind of stuff with they was had him doing in his room because he was like a younger guy, a black younger guy, but he was in the uh, Marines and he was a Purple Heart and he was very small. He moved up the ladder to 27 uh, faster than anybody did it. So um, they brought him back to America, and some dudes shot him in his community. He had to leave his community to go to the hotel. He got to the hotel. They started having him putting Vaseline all over himself and stuff. So we know that these people was watching us in our houses, like married couples. I found out that married couples, they watch married couples have, you know, their intimate moments. They watch how people raise their children, and then they plan a way to destroy you for political reasons because they don't want a lot of, uh, should I say, when I say conservatives, I'm talking about people that have their own mind to think. They don't want a lot of people that have. Right now, we're not really even in, we're not in politics with Democrats and Republicans. Right now, we're in globalism and the Constitution. So if you're still thinking on the independent mindset to still support the Constitution, then you're a problem to the globalists. So they got to break your house up, suppress you, and make you want to live a globalist life. And individuals think communists and globalists is good. They don't understand that they're never going to have a fair chance to see who they really can become. And so what I notice is that they have a lot of people mad with America when America is not the one who did all these heinous crimes on people and turned the people against us, it was the globalists who was working out of the federal government, CIA, and out of the trying to control the Constitution. So now the globalists try to have everybody mad with America, which America is on their land, which we have to bring together as one, mm. as a people. Mm-hmm. We have to bring this together as one as a people. You can't let uh, a group of people that, okay, if you know that these group of people was never known for doing right by people, why would you want to help them take over your land, do away with your constitution, then do away with you and make you a slave? Because it's only going to be the Elites and the slaves. And all of us in America are independent thinkers. We're not going for that. Hello? Yes. 
Oh, somebody called this in. Hold on, let me put them in. Oh. They're not letting her. Somebody just called in. Wow, what a story, uh, Sabrina. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can hear you good. Okay. Now, you can you send me the link to your book? You never, I didn't get the link to your book. Yeah, I'm going to send you the link to my book tonight. Now, would you say all that was done to you was really globalist and Republican, or, or was this just a cover-up for pure Satanism? It's my contention that they have satanic requirements. There's a certain amount of people they have to kill, a certain amount of people they have to infest, a certain amount of people they have to torture. You know, they have people thinking it's for the money, it's for the this, it's for the that. And it's, bottom line, it's a, it's, a, it's a satanic cult. Yeah, and what I, what I determined from the very beginning from that is that just like Black Wall Street and uh, everything else where bad, bad stuff happened when they wanted to do war against their citizens, I understood that every time that they want to get away with something, they play like it's all satanic, which is depopulation, it's genetic, it's all kind of stuff mixed together where they're putting poison in the food, where they're killing people, they have to get rid of a certain population. So if a group of people know that they're dealing with religious people, not spiritual people, they're going to play like everything is Satanism, which we know that these group of people is wicked and they live by the laws of Satan. But just like Satan got to go to hell when the time comes, they got to go to jail. So it's no way out of it by claiming that you're a, 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 a cult. Are you a Satanist? Because if you're caught in your Satanist and your religion is spilling over on other people, then you need to be locked up in prison and the Constitution needs to be used on you for the criminal access you created. So we know that this is globalism because we know that uh, the last president was talking about globalism and he was talking about how uh, ex-President Barack Obama was talking about how uh, citizens can't think for themselves, they can't govern their own homes, and they need somebody to do that for them. So that's why all of the acts happened in the last administration, because it was really a communist act that happened, and then communism is called oppression, a rootless, violent oppression that has to happen to destabilize a nation, a culture, and to indoctrinate certain individuals to make them think, that they help in their race to survive, but they're killing their own race as, as the process of them trying to survive. So we know that anything that is done to kill people is evil and satanic, but this is more than just an evil satanic. This is the devil trying to take over the world with new, work, with new religion, new age religion and new world order. Mm. And, and the torturing is just to to advance the, the whole process. No, the torture is the in, indoctrination of communism. They have to get you from the mindset of believing that you're independent and you have to become codependent on them paying your rent, codependent on them paying for your car, codependent on them taking care of your household. 
So the torture and the shocking is to get you to submit and to stop. That's why you hear a lot of people say, when I start to think, they'll shock me or I feel tingling in my brain. They're trying to indoctrinate you and manipulate your thoughts to think that it's over, you're never going to come out of it, you might as well submit to what they want you to submit to, and blah, 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 because throughout the whole time that this has been going on, whether it's Republican or Democrat, because George Bushman was Republican, Obama and Bill Clinton was Democrats, and so they have the roots and tentacles in each administration that have to be pulled up out of there. And behind the scenes, they get together and decide how they're going to take how stuff play out until people start standing up against them. And they start becoming separate, real Republicans, real Democrats. The Democrats are supposed to be for to make sure that the people that's working for the government have the correct programs. The Republicans are supposed to be for individuals that have companies and corporations who want to, you know, do what they do. So as we look at both sides of this, we see that the election was rigged back then to keep all of them in office. So now we the people have to stand up and be heard as a group of people who being terrorized as the last power structure in the world. Russia and other places, uh, I think they're not going with it, but for definitely because I'm from America, I live in America, and I study what's going on in America. I understand that they feel more threatened by America. Not only do they feel more threatened by America, they want to use America power to escape other nations to do what they want. And that's what a power falling out their hands at, because if that power falls out their hands, they can no longer start chaos saying that America want to go to every country and go to war for people and do all kind of stuff when we go into war for ourselves here. Wow. So is this covered in your book? No, I don't cover this in my book because I use this for my talking process. Right now, you know, I don't really talk too much about politics or what's going on in politics because I know how they have the structure set up for politics. But I I understand politics good and, and well that it's, all of this is going to stop when we all come together. And as an African-American culture, uh, every other culture, whether it be Latino, Mexican, Chinese, white, when they go into office, they stick to what they went in office for, and that's to get done what their people need done. Nobody can deter them from what they went there for. As I studied um, uh, the African-American culture, every time, and it's not all the time, like back in the days, it's like this new wave of, of African-Americans. Every time we go in office, we want to play like it's all about all races. But all races get heard, and we never get heard. But, you, you, but you're going in there as us. We get you in there as a black person, whoever they mm-hmm. be. But then when they get in there as a black person, they go to talking about they got to do all these laws for other people. When other cultures get in there, they do the laws they need to do for their people first, and then they hear everybody else. So uh, the African-American culture keep losing because people keep going in there and not like they were supposed to have a law set in place for the, the black men. Like, because every time something happens for some reason, they wind up being the ones getting shot the most by police. Now, if we all look at the situation, 
every other races, Latinos, Mexicans, you see all them out there on the front line, but the, only the black men get shot. So if they was asked, well, why you only want to do a law for a black man? Why only the black men keep getting shot? I'm not saying right. the ones that go out there and not saying the ones that go out there and start with the police, but I'm saying the ones that not doing nothing to the police and they just decide, okay, the black man is the target, so we're going to exterminate as many of them as possible. Even though they got all other races standing out there screaming and hollering and fighting and running over people in cars and doing all kind of stuff, they don't get shot. Right. Right. So that's what I'm saying that they need to have in order to like what we're doing right now, what I saw the young lady on the phone with doing like in California when she was speaking up for her culture. I know that we're speaking up for African-Americans because we never have anyone to speak up for us. But after we get done what we need to get done, everybody gets done. They know everybody gets done with that, but they don't never want real activists like Cynthia McKenzie for African-Americans to stand up because they know that we're going to be seen as a respectable nation. Then right now we're not really seen as a respectable nation. So they're trying to keep real activists of color from rising up and taking care of business like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. as far as the mm-hmm. Constitution and as far as the mm-hmm. And they want black people to look like the laziest and the poorest. And it's really set up by design. They're not letting black people yes. work. There's no yeah, other group of people I have seen that they're blacklisting so effectively. I mean, you know, they're doing it in massive amounts to black people. It's just ridiculous. But you know why? They, you know why they're doing it to black people because they need a fall guide for food stamps. Because when Black Wall Street was running, Black Wall Black Wall Street had to give a loan to a white a white man wanting to get a loan because they was a loan, L O A N, because they was doing so well. So because they saw Black Wall Street govern themselves so well, they like these other communities they build these little stores and stuff. But they was owning uh, theaters, airplanes. Buses, bank, bank. Hospitals, yeah, yeah, hospitals. yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. threw up yeah. people. They threw them up and put a tag around in there and sent them to work for corporate America because they could, because they mm-hmm. thought higher than the normal um, nation that will come together here. They're not gonna try to get airplanes and hospitals and the, the black the, the black Wall Street had all that there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they want us to look like a bunch of gangsters and like a bunch of prostitutes and bad mamas and um, our, our food stamp uh, representatives where every time they talk about cutting food stamps, we're supposed to start crying and kicking on the ground when we have the intelligence to create income for ourselves and also help the community. Mm-hmm. If, if the equal protection of the law applies, because... As an entrepreneur, which I know, the things they do to try to stop you with that, you know, um, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I've had many entrepreneurs I've encountered with, and they just couldn't believe it. I mean, I've had uh, black men that were, uh, what's that, air-conditioned tool and die. 
did a lot of work. He uh, had to just go to Home Depot and give out flyers on a regular, and then they got to Home Depot and kind of ran him out of there. I mean, what they'll do to destroy a person is it's in it's inhumane, but it, you know they want it in the secrecy mode. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, that's where uh, that's where this, this this new that's what my book is explaining with the new point of the new clientele pro- program is where they kill you silently in your home. They sabotage your name, then they put the weapons on you, and then they try to put false charges on you, kind of like they did with my brother, because my brother was an entrepreneur, and he built his businesses from scratch. He, I watched my brother. He came home. He couldn't work. He had to live with his wife uh, that he married while he was in jail. He married her. He came home. He couldn't take care of you working at first on the barges. He came to help me. They fired him off his job, so he had to go with her. Um, he had to stay home while she go to work, cooking clean for the children, comb the girls' hair. You know, a lot of stuff he explained to me that he had to do. Not only that, they were following him around, trying to mess with everybody that was trying to help him. So from that point, messing with everybody that was trying to help him, he started working as a, a, a some kind of company laying bricks. So he started building houses from building houses from them. He opened his own company and building houses because he went to school for business and he went to school for mm-hmm. roofing. So he started building houses when he came home. And they just kept harassing my brother and harassing my brother till they finally took my brother to jail. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what they, that's exactly what they do black business owners in the community. I worked for another guy, I'm not gonna say their name, but they was black as well. They sabotaged them with the same kind of program. So they was just running. Any kind of person that's black and making money and having a business world like uh, they'll see my brother and them, they had the same trucks as these big white uh, companies that have these men that go to Home Depot and get the tools and stuff for the jobs they got to go do. My brother was pulling up in the same kind of truck they was pulling up in. My brother was pulling up in all kind of cars just like they pull up in. But you never see them, you know, going harass them unless they harass them with the IRS. Wow. Yeah, so that's the kind of program that this is. They they just sabotage it. And I talk about that about companies who hire in America and the black communities, they don't want you to own your own company. They're not looking for you no. to have an entrepreneurial mind. And I'm talking about these globalists and these people who put these drugs in these communities and want them to take that as a business for them. Unbelievable. So, wow. So would you, are you familiar with BCI? Do you think you, are you a brain computer interface, um, uh, uh, you know, target or, or, or what? I never heard of that. Oh, you never heard of the BCI? No. Okay. That's when they um they have you connected to the computer and you know, they basically well give you a handler. Well you have a handler, that's why I was like when you know, when you have a chance, look up a brain computer interface. That's okay, um a, a what? talking about um 
And now, Amy, Amy was supposed to be here and Ann. It says I got five people. Oh, it says five My phone has five people. Ann, Amy, can you hear me? I think Ann is a brain uh, computer interface. Okay, so at least you know about that. Okay. So I might as well, let me hang up these lines. I know, I know about the mapping of the brain because they were telling me that they were going to get my brother to the see that movie that movie i mean these people they're letting people know there was uh they sent out a white girl she would go pick black guys out of colleges bring them home to her family her mother was a psychologist her father was a neurologist and that was it she'd bring them home to the family they'd get in they'd you know get them sleep get in their brains and then made them like servants Put in the internet, get out. That's, I mean, NETI, I, I highly recommend seeing that movie. Um, they did lobotomies to them. That's what they were doing. They were, you know, and he fought and he got somebody, he got somebody to help him get out of there. But, uh, you know, he was like, when he got there, he saw they had so many black servants, young people with all white women. It was just, it was a movie. I, I, couldn't, I said, they're trying to let people know. They're trying to let people know this stuff is real. I believe that, I believe that the young, the young the, not just the young, but the black guys know who's doing all of this stuff that you're talking about. But I believe it's something that they always wanted and like some kind of way in the back of their mind. And so finally they're getting it done. And that's why you see so many of them trying to down a black woman as they're doing it. You heard me? You're still on? Yeah, I was talking to you and you wasn't answering. Yeah, we we have a guest. Yeah, were you on the phone? I stepped away for a moment. I came back, and, and it was silent. Oh, okay. Serena, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, we we were talking about... Go ahead, Serena. Sorry. This is... um. Uh, and do you know about the BCI? No. Brain-computer interface. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I think her, she said they were trying to do that to her brother. Yeah. Um, you want to summarize it? Uh, what is the brain computer interface? 
Well, it's um, a great deal of mind control, and I heard you speaking earlier, and it's exactly what you were saying, uh, and I'm experiencing all of that. Isolation, uh, trying to take over control over my entire life, and saying that um, I must answer to them for each and everything I must do in my life, and they're the um, controllers of my life, and have me commit to that uh, 100%, and that's just not happening. And then at some point, they try to do some type of brain mapping? Oh, yeah, they've already done that, brain mapping to um, discover where um, all all of my brain synapses are. Uh, Actually, I I have brain uh, bleeding. My my brain is uh, bleeding through my scalp because of the brain synapses they've closed off. and the Don't, don't say that. And is it telling you that or you actually see the blood? I actually see the blood. Not only that, my niece, uh, she it's came over. To you. Yeah, she combed my hair. and She said, you got a lot of lot of red stuff here. And that's, that's, that's the blood. They're trying to scare. They're trying to scare you. They want you to go get some operation. Then they really finish you up. You got to put that thing in God's hands, girl. Oh, it God is. carried you yeah. this far. Yeah, He carried oh, you this far. He's gonna carry you. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So I'm experiencing yeah. everything she says. So I know it's true. Uh, I have another thing. I have another uh, part that I didn't say. When I was at my mama's house, I feel tapping and tapping in my gums to, to the point that I can't eat. My gums just hurting me so bad. And I will remember at my mama's house. They definitely do the gum thing. Go ahead. Yeah, I will remember that uh, I was thinking. And at a moment, I thought something. And before I can think the next step of my thought, the thought had already went before my thought, and I stopped and I said, who was that? So it was kind of like the thing was trying to think for me, but it was trying to go off of my pattern of what they think I'm going to say or what they think I'm going to do. So it was mm-hmm. trying to think for me, but it went faster than my thought. That's how I caught it. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. So it was a machine that was trying to pad in my mind because when I was dealing with these people, I was trying to figure out how to catch them. So mm-hmm. I, would, I would hear them trying to make me curse, and if they make me curse, they could keep me at that level in my life so they can always pattern and then start a situation and make it look like that's a situation that I'm reacting to when it's not. And mm-hmm. so the next part... Yeah, the next part that I noticed that they were they're trying to take my thoughts right now while I'm uh, talking, it was personally figuring out that they was mapping our brain and that they was trying to uh, make it to where they were things for our brain. The second part was that a person, they always have a person that live over you. And a person that live over you, I don't know why they got to sit right on top of you while you're sleeping or why they got to move around with you while you're moving around the house because it's a device that they're using. But you're going to always, I always heard the person rolling some kind of thing on the, on the top of the floor when I move. 
So something just told me. I didn't tell my brain. I just said I wasn't going to move. So when I didn't say I was going to move, I, then I said, I'm going to say, let me go to the kitchen. So I said I'm going to the kitchen. When I said I was going to the kitchen, I didn't move, but I heard them take off rolling to the kitchen with the machine. Really? Hmm. Instead of yeah. reading your thoughts, they're reading your thoughts as well. Yeah. Yeah, they was reading my thoughts from the beginning. It was all about reading my thoughts and try to pattern me to stay a particular person so that they can try to make it look like uh, I got upset or something at the time that they wanted to, but they could never keep me at that particular level because I started fasting and praying mm-hmm. and asking God to help me. Yeah. Well, I know that they could infiltrate your your voice too and um, say things that you would not ordinarily say. So be conscious of that too. That's a possibility. Um, but just make everyone around you aware, you know, of just what kind of person you are, and they'll know the things and you would do and you would not do and things you would say in your reaction to things and things that seems abnormal that you would not do or say. You know, people around you would know that and, you know, your family would know that so they can, you know, isolate that right away. And as as not a consideration they would ever, you know, think that you would do or say. Yeah, they did, they did that to me before when I was in New Orleans, Louisiana. They were trying mm-hmm. to say stuff and play like it was me saying it. But it was me saying it. I found that mm-hmm. part out very early that they was. And see, they have a lot of that set up for activists because they want to pretend like when an activist is being rebellious to what they want, they want to mm-hmm. pretend like they control and They just want to pretend like they control and they activist. Uh, a supremacy group is controlling the activists because the activists don't want to bow down to their way or their method of getting something. So they'll start saying, oh, that's the thing. That's the system telling them what to do. In reality, is who you've been, you, you know, but they're trying to make it look like the system is telling you don't get involved in this kind of stuff and don't say this kind of stuff and don't say that. But it's yeah. really you learning how to isolate their chaos because until everybody learn how to isolate their chaos, we're mm-hmm. going to all continue to go into chaos and they're going to keep us just divided and, and they're going to keep constant. Yeah. Yeah, but then God is always in charge and always in control, you know, and just turn it over to God. Anything that's, um, that is so deep that you just can't handle and of course this is, it's qualified, you know, for something you would definitely turn over to God and and follow his guidance, and you, you'll be okay. You'll be fine. Yes, yes ma'am. Well, that's what we, we come together to just give God all the honor and the praise, you know, because we all know that had it not been for God's grace and mercy, you know, these, these, these sick psychopaths, they really want, it's a psychological program. They want to put fear in people, you know. I mean, and yes, they do have power, but God has the ultimate say-so. That's right, absolutely. ultimate say-so. The ultimate say-so. Yes. Like going yes. down unless he wants it to happen, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. As long as you're under the blood and you, you know, you know, and, you know, as long as, you know, you know, 
that God's in charge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. and you're communicating with the, with the Father. Mm-hmm. So on that note, can, Serena, you, can you guys explain the handle of the Morbetta? Can we what? Explain a handler more better. And you want to do that? Explain what is a handler? What is a handler? Oh, that's your perpetrator. Um, That's the individuals also that he could hire to uh, participate in this as well as, um, you know, the person who sits behind the computer and controlling the electromagnetic and programming the electromagnetic software that is uh, attacking your body and and bringing you under a uh, horrendous attacks and ritual. Um, He's like the head scientist. Right. And he reports right. that. He reports back, you know, all the reactions. He has all the little people do the monitoring, you know, and it's all being done out of the laboratory. Mm-hmm. But you can have that computer anywhere, anywhere at all, and someone sitting behind it, just like a hacker. It could be located in any state. It could be a group of them working together, and they could be uh, at any facility. If that's um, whether that be at a hospital or whatever, you know, this stuff travels across a, a great many miles, all over the country, where it attacks a lot of different people. Uh, some people even overseas and so forth. So uh, and anyone who's, who has this software is able to uh, do the stuff that they can do by, by satellite. I can't say that they're all satellite operated because sometimes it could be your next-door neighbor who's operating the equipment um, or someone pretty close to you who's operating the equipment. So um, they can be in close proximity or they can be... It can be done by satellite. In my case, it's being done by a couple of satellites. And um, all my handlers are are, uh, across the United States. And there's several of them, you know, men and women across the United States who institute um, tortures, um, programming, that, that I'm afflicted with, even as I'm speaking to you, and they tortured me really badly. And so how do you think that they're going to be found? How do I think it's going to be resolved? How do you think that they're, they're going like, I'm asking you a question. If authority figures with the society, the you're coming, try to handle. You're coming a little muffled. Why do you think that authority figures are not able to find the handlers that's using computers and sitting behind desks? Why are they taking so long to find these people? Um, I think it has to be a united for, uh, front to, to find these people. And there are a lot of different targeted victims all over the place that are working on different ways to to shut this stuff down. And uh, who knows, it it could be today, tomorrow, next week, next year, what have you. I'm sure a lot of us are working on um, on doing things to, to try to shut these perpetrators down. It is something that's not easily seen. 
and they want you to sound like an idiot when you go to the police and try to explain it to them. And uh, it is so di- so difficult to to get uh, law enforcement behind you, also get the doctors we need uh, behind us, and and get those people who would have evidence to support our cases behind and, us, so we can. And, and Serena said, Serena went to the attorney general, and the attorney general told us that she would help her if she go to the police. Right, Serena? I, I, I told you that the whoever the people was, they knew that I was going to the courthouse that day to go to a uh, paralegal, to go to the, the attorneys that's given to you by the court. Because I told them, they were telling me, you're a criminal, to you this, you that. They were telling me to go buy weed and sell it. They were telling me to to take the money out of my ex-husband's account because I had he still had the bank uh, checks from the company, and I said, no, I'm not doing none of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I tore up all that. I flushed the, the checks down the toilet, and I said I wasn't taking my money and going buying no drugs and trying to sell drugs. Then they were telling me I should be a prostitute. So what? I said, I'm going to get a... Huh? Who was telling you to do this? The voice of skull. Oh, your perpetrator was telling you to do that? That's yes, the handle. Okay. Okay. Okay, of course you of course you ignore all that, that garbage, you know? You know who you are. You stand on who you are and all who you've been all of your life. You know that junk that they try to yeah, force but when on I you. was married when I was married they came in my house, broke me up for my husband, put prostitute looking clothes on me, put me on the internet. And tried to sell me off to people. Oh, and it was by the grace of God that God came in. They, oh, they did a lot of stuff to me. And my husband was saying, what is going on? This is not you. What is going on? That's what he kept saying. Sit mm-hmm. down. What is going on? He kept telling me, this is not you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, did, you, did you do it? Did you put the outfits on and, and carry did, They were taking... It was like I had, uh, like when you pull your stomach in, when you have one of the, those corsets where you wear, like after you have a baby or after you lose weight and you're trying to hold your stomach in to right. shape yourself. They put that on me with my stockings that I had. Well, pair my just the corset with my stockings and a pair of my high heel shoes and had me take no. with black. Yeah, they had no. pictures with they had me looking like Marilyn Monroe. And when they had me looking like Marilyn Monroe, they put me on the Internet and had all these people. Mm. Because I had me and my family picture on that first. And then I lost my weight. I lost weight again. Sad. And when I lost the weight again, they tried to uh, put me on the Internet. And then they had men coming on there asking me to be a porno star, which we know it was them already. And I said, what I look like to try to be a partner star. So they wanted to take and mix some of my personality in with what they were doing and see what kind of questioning that they can ask me so that they can have my personality and their personality. So they will sit back like they do right now, try to force you to say so or do so, and then try to sit back and see who your real personality is to see what, what's going to happen with your real personality. So my mm-hmm. husband starts saying, what's going on with you? 
all kinds of stuff started happening in my house. And they was trying to make it like I was a prostitute. That's how much they wanted to assassinate my character before I got, before we got to this stage. They had, they tried to mess up my character again. Well, how did you get out? How did you ever get out of that? I, as I was telling you, I woke up and I started, like, praying. I started just praying to God and praying to God, getting on my knees, asking God, what's going on? And I got locked in my grandma house. Some kind of way, like, I got locked with my mama. I got locked in my grandma house because when I was at the other house, I went and got this big old tattoo on my arm that I wouldn't have never got no big old thing on my arm like this. And so I got locked in my grandma house. When I got locked in my grandma house, they couldn't get to me because my cousin, my daddy, the neighbor, the people across the street, everybody was watching me. So it was kind of like I was locked off in them. As being locked off in them, I got locked in that house. Then they took me by my mama in Houston. And they would, did it even worse because my mama was screaming at me, telling me I was a worthless parent and I couldn't do nothing for myself. Saying all kind, it was kind of like she was helping them. So we went to the rehab place, and the lady told me, your name's Serena Washington. I'm going to get fired if you go in the back. So I couldn't go in the back because they had already blacklisted my name. So when they blacklisted my name, because they told me that man ain't worked there no more, and I saw the man sitting at the desk. I said, why that man sitting at the desk still working him? So they said, we can't let you go back there. And so I got out the program. When I got up, I walked out of my mom's house, and I got an income tax, went to Arkansas. And because I walked out, they were telling me in order for me to get out, I got to take probation or parole for nothing. I said, this is the sickest program I saw in my life. I'm getting out of this stuff. I don't know what y'all got going here. I went to Arkansas, and they shot me. Okay. So are you doing okay now? I'm still, I still get electrocuted and shots and still get, you know, them going to people telling them stuff about me. When I say I'm out the program, I'm out of the isolation. I was isolated. They had me not talking. I couldn't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. When they isolated me is when they tried to program me when they isolated me. I see. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're out of that situation, really, you know. Um, and I hope you... And the way, that I stay, the way that I stay out of it is I continue to progress, to look for things to help, like, people in the world help TIs, help people with TIs and don't know their TIs. Mm-hmm. So I continue to progress and help, and I... I flood myself with taking care of my kids and flood myself with helping people and helping people in church and stuff so that mm-hmm. I don't never have to sit down and get depressed about what should I do. Okay. Of course, you can always ask, ask God for guidance and to show you the way and, and so forth, you know, that I'm sure he will help you and protect you along the way. So, um, yeah, but... I'm the type of person that I can't do. I can't sit back and watch a group of people hurt and not come up with a solution. So yeah. when I say instead of sitting down and getting depressed, I mean watching all these people hurt and go through all this stuff and half of them don't mm-hmm. even know what's going on. I just have to stay busy. Well, we're we're really thankful to have you uh, as part of uh, of our community that you reach out to others and. 
and try to help them, as you see, you know, are suffering so badly. We're grateful to have you here. We really are. Miriam, how long have you been knowing her? Miriam? Miriam? Did she drop off? Miriam? No, no, I'm sorry. I was muting because I was brushing my teeth. You know, oh, okay. Um, no, I just met her, Anne, and I wanted to tell you, she really, she, she's a blessing. She's been a blessing since I've known her. Mm-hmm. She bought some software, and she does publishing. She mm-hmm. can get your book on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Okay. Um, she does websites, uh, you know, and she's not charging. I mean, I, some other TIs, they charge triple what she charges, so she's been a blessing to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Hold now, on I'm working on help with a, a few books. A, a few books. Actually, I um I just met her because, and I'll tell you how I met her. I went on Dr. Millicent's call. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, was it no? Dr. Millicent called me and told me that they're doing. And and I, in fact, I sent you the interview too, and You don't have a, 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 a audio a link that says what is a TI. Yeah, I, I think I did see something like that. I that is an extremely was. good. That is an extremely good testimony by three well-established women, and Serena, Dr. Washington, is one. Okay. About, you know, mm-hmm. um, I heard the call, and most importantly, because they were praying, I, I just can't deal with TIs that don't want to pray anymore. I need, I need believers. I need, I, I need people to understand when we talk about. This is a satanic program. Mm-hmm. When I start talking about, a, a, you know, it's a curse on the United States in order, when you got public protection officers disabled, that's a curse. That's no longer political. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So I choose to find praying TIs. Mm-hmm. So I listened to this call and I heard these women I was like, wow. I mean, and you could just tell most of them were pretty strong in their face. Okay. And I looked and I looked them up. And Serena Serena was one of the people I looked up. Okay. I spoke to her and she told me, you know, I I already heard her story from the state, you know. Mm-hmm. But then she told me about some of the work she does. And that's when um I, you know, I was like, to me, because, you know, I write so much. Mm-hmm. I needed just to get it in book form with an ISBN number. Okay. So that's where she has been a blessing to me. Okay. So did you manage to get it in book form? We're doing it now. We're doing two books for me. Oh, two, two books? Two books, yes. Oh, okay, great, great, great. Yeah, two books, and and also she wants to do a university. She does universities too. Okay. You know, awesome. yeah, she can put together a college room. So remember my Bible college, you know, which they paid the guy, and then I lost that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what kind of Bible college. I'm gonna see if she has the curriculum, or if I gotta bring the curriculum. Uh, you want to talk about your services a little bit, Serena? Uh, I just can say, 
just to let the individuals know, the TIs know that I have, just like I did with Mr. Derek or Peck, uh, I do a special price for TIs to where I help them print their books, get their testimony in book form, because it's better when you launch your testimony out to the universe. I only charge 150 that's just for TIs. So um, uh, other than that, for individuals that's not a TI, I start off at 499 but because I know I'm in the TI community and I know what it takes for me to publish my book, I only charge 150 to uh, get your books out. If you're a teacher, I help you get your books in textbook form and print it. Um, and I also help you design websites and universities. Mm. Uh, not only that, help you with webinar software. All of the, everything that I'm telling you about, uh, if you were to get a website, because I look for stuff for TIs and ministry leaders, uh, if you per if you were to purchase a website through my company, you never pay another fee again. I don't sell software where you have to pay monthly. Once you pay the one the price, you never have to pay another fee. So it helps TIs not have to keep going back in their websites to y'all for help ministry leaders and uh, small entrepreneurs not to have to keep going back in their ministries, um, their, their business website or the university that they're teaching from is no longer up because they couldn't pay the fees. Right. Okay, that sounds great. Is it is it unlimited bandwidth? Yeah, you have a large bandwidth on it, but the, the most part about it is you never pay another monthly fee again. You're never going to pay another anything that I bring to you. You're never going to pay another fee again. You're going to pay that one price, and then the rest of it is just is free. Right, but th that's why I was asking because usually when they do that, then they cut. You know, you get cut on the space. You can't upload that much. When you know, but if, no if, you want, if you wanted to get a, a big variety of space, uh, they have it where you can uh, update your space to the maximum. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can update okay. your space and never pay. Everything I have with you, like your webinar software, everything, you're never going to pay another fee for that. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you you've been a blessing. So, all right, let's get back to prayer. And um, if you want to talk, I'm actually, huh? I'm actually doing uh, I'm actually doing Dr. Millicent website now, so you'll see that in a minute. Oh wow, that's beautiful. You're doing you're doing a university or a website? I'm doing a church website for. Oh okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Now, is that similar to the university? Uh, she just don't have a teaching. She won't be able to teach from it, but she will be able to. If individuals want to know about uh, the refuge, is she going to have a Bible college? Like, yeah, is she going to have a Bible? Have the, yeah, she can always add the the college to her website. That's what I was telling you. She can always add it because it's a software. I deal with software. So now that she has, when she put her website up, 
she don't have to necessarily do the university now, but she can always decide to do the university by adding the software. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds great, the work that you're doing. It really sounds great. Really right. Sounds now, do you have the uh, curriculum software for Bible colleges, or do you, you, the person has to find their own curriculum? I have, you remember you saw the curriculum? I have the curriculum for, uh, I have the curriculum for theology. Okay, and you have the, um, the, the final, you have exams and all of that, final exam, midterm, quizzes, and answer keys? I have all that. Oh, okay. You can, when you can, send me a, send me a, Send me a link of that again. I need to see that because I, I I am interested in, in opening my Bible college again. Also, send me the link to your book. Okay. Because I may, what I do sometimes is I get on the uh, my prayer meeting and I may read a chapter from your book, you know, to share with people. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. So what you can do with, what you can do with the Bible college is that you can use all the materials that's already done. What do you, what do you mean? What materials? The Bible college that the, the, the Bible college that we have, you can always mm -hmm. use the material, sign up to be a co partner to use the material on your Bible college. Oh, okay. And some of the course, what are some of the course titles? Is it like Doctrine of Christianity, uh, about faith? Yeah. What is, what is, 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 is the, uh, diploma, it's the diploma, then you have the, uh, the higher diploma, then you have the doctoring diploma. Yeah, but what are the names of the classes? Because most people the I know, they, they, they're, not, I'm, they're not trying to get these. Yeah, I'm going to send you the link so you can see the name of the classes. So there's a lot of classes, like some of them have 22 classes you have to take. Some of them have 18 classes you have to take. So I'm going to send you the link to that. Oh, okay, yeah. And don't forget the link to your book. And um, okay. that's how well, it's 3 o'clock. We're going to get ready to close out. Um, could you do a little bit of praying, uh, Serena, and then Ann, and, and, and then I'll close out. I think we lost Amy. Amy was here. Um, Serena, you want to do a, a little prayer, please? And then Ann. Okay, sounds good. Yes, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, Father. We come to you thanking you, first of all, for protecting us and watching over us and letting us all come together as you explained as you promised that we will start to come together as one piece. I thank you, Father, for not only in America coming together, but coming together in all countries, uh, keeping us safe, keeping us in our right mind, always keeping us empowered and embodied with your Holy Spirit to have dominion over this device and the subdue this device, you said that we shall subdue everything in the earth, Father, and I know that this is something big, but I know that you're going to give it to 
individuals you don't give us more than we can handle. You said the measure of the Holy Spirit is the measure of your purpose. Can't understand you. You're coming in a little blurred. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you said that the measure of of the Holy Spirit is the measure of our purpose. So we come to you thanking you for being able to work with you in this time, in the end times, to subdue this systematic structure of oppression, murder, and depopulation, and also set up criminal charges. In the name of Jesus, we come to you thanking you and praying for uh, Miss Ann that's on the phone, Father, that you supernaturally heal her, supernaturally touch her mind, supernaturally touch the insides of her mind, what they're trying to make her uh, believe that She's bleeding through her mind and that it's a lot happening to her. Father, supernaturally, in the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that you shall supernaturally touch her, Father. Touch touch her mind, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you already for it being done. I thank you for Miss Mira that's on the phone, that's bringing everybody together like everybody else that I talk to. I thank you for the peace of her mother. I thank you for the peace of her mind in the name of Jesus. I thank you for Miss Anna who's not on the phone for the peace of her mother in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the peace, all of the peace that we have, not of the world understanding, but as Yahshua Christ understanding, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you will continue to expose his enemies acts. Father, you said that the glory shall hit the land and that no one shall be able to stop you from overturning stones. You said by the time you get finished, every stone shall be overturned. In the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare divine protection, divine healing, divine increase in all areas of our life, especially in the Holy Spirit and our fruits and our body. And I thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Amen. Okay. Yes. Father God, Father God in heaven, in Jesus Christ's name, I pray, Father. Thank you so much, Father, for allowing Miriam to finally uh, get me on the phone and pull me together again in this conference call, Father, in this prayer warriors conference call with my prayer warrior sisters, Father, as we get together and we send our praises to you, Father, as you send our blessing to 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 us, Father, as you give us each and every day and shield us with your protection, Father, as we go through so much, Father. We are so um, tortured, Father, and you provide protection for us, Father, that we forge on another day. Thank you, Father, for my sister Miriam and her mother, Father. Continue to bless them and protect them and hold them closely and dearly to your heart, as you do for my sister Serena, Father, as I just met this evening, and she is a prairie warrior sister, too, Father. Please continue to bless her and show her the way, too, Father. Hold her dearly and closely to your heart as well, Father, as we love you so much, Father, as you forge ahead and give us everything that we need, Father, in order to uh, protect us every day and each and every day as each day is a day of an opportunity for us to seek our freedom, Father, and for us to gain our freedom, our freedom back, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray forever and ever. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Lord, for this time we have together.
Thank you, God, for my sister's story, Serena. God, I ask you to bless her, Lord. Cover her, Lord. Lord, she's, 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 I just thank you, God, that we never met. But her story, it just rings so, so profoundly to the aspects of this sick program. God, I thank you for bringing her through. She didn't even know about what was she going through, but she knew it was not of God. So I thank you, God, that you gave her the knowledge of this program, that she can have a passion and a want to share the knowledge and to help other people, Heavenly Father, and to be active in stopping this program. I thank you, God. I thank you for I thank you for my sister Anne, who we've been praying for years together. God, we've been through so much. I thank you, God, for my sister Anne, and I ask you, Lord, to bless her. I rebuke that demon attack on her. I rebuke that demon force that's been antagonizing her. I plead the blood. The blood of Jesus is against every demon attacking her. I ask you, God, to continue to watch over her, bless her, and let her have that, that ministry work that you would have her do. God, and I, I pray, God, to break that curse that's stopping her from filling her papers out for her pension. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, to let her get that get out of that mind control. Let that mind control have no effect on her and let her get her paperwork in. God, I praise your name. I thank you and I glorify you. And I thank you for my mother. I thank you for Ann's mom. I thank you for uh, Serena's mom, all of our elders, Amy's mom. Yes, Father. I thank you, God. I, and I ask you to bless the book, the Serena's book and the universities that she's working on, let it be used to advance the kingdom of God. Heavenly Father, cover that problem. Every every bit of software she has, no demon attack can come to it, Heavenly Father. I praise your holy name, Lord. I glorify you. I magnify you. I just thank you, God, for you being God. And I thank you, God, for the blessings and that you have ahead, ahead of each and every one of us. And I ask you, God, to let us pass the test that may come before us, God. Let us pass it according to your will. And let us reach the next level. Let us reach the level you would have us be at so that we can comfortably watch the end of these, these eugenic programs. And, and while they're ending, we will be prepared to do the work of God, to testify across the nation about only God's grace and mercy can bring you through something like this. Amen. God, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Miriam, for giving me a call this evening. I really appreciate it. And Serena, it's nice meeting you, dear. I hope I hear... You again on another prayer warrior call. That would be really great. Thank you. You're welcome, dear. You take care now, okay? Yeah, yeah. Let me just tell us, Serena, Ann and I, when was this about 2006 or maybe 2002? I don't even know how early. We were both, we both found out about this program together. And we used to just sit on this phone. Who, who else was it? It was Leslie. What was the other girl with Leslie? What's her name? Pam? No, not Pam. Uh, who was the other girl? Oh, some uh, other lady. She was I don't South remember. Carolina. 
don't remember. But yeah, yeah, we go back, and I'm telling you, Serena, when this first happened, I mean, Ann couldn't believe, you know, no job, no. I mean, what they do, did to us was just unbelievable. Yes, it is. Still today, it's unbelievable. Yeah, we well, we just kept listening to gospel music. Remember, we yeah. sit on this phone. Yeah, yeah. I, gospel music, girl. We mm-hmm. were just happy. That's what brought us through. Yeah, sure did. Yep. I like ladies. Okay. Have a night, you guys. Okay. I'm going to say good, yeah, good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. And I'm glad, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad to hear from you. I got your message. Yeah. I had called you back, but you didn't answer. Oh, okay. I'm, well, I'm glad we got in touch this evening, then. That's good. Yeah. Okay, dear. Yeah. You, what were you out with your knees? You were out yeah, with your knees? Uh-huh. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.